0: DM Sealed section. Where you can ask whatever you want. Who are we to judge? Thanks to New Zealand On Air. Hey guys, I'm a 16-year-old girl and I've had my fair share of acne. I have been on medication like doxycycline, which made my pimples less visible. I'm not currently on medication at the moment and I have lots of discoloration and redness, including pimples that will show up overnight. I don't wear makeup to school or anywhere and the hope that it will prevent pimples coming back. There are so many girls at school who are just blessed with perfect skin and I'm not one of them. I really get really self-conscious about this and insecure and you know what sometimes I want to talk about it but I also feel that other people have could have it worse than what I do so I don't want to talk about it all the time what do I do to reduce acne and pimples oh my gosh I honestly feel your pain I've had this since I was probably 14 I remember I had a pimple like year five or year six that was my first one, and I squeezed it because I didn't know what to do, and then I had to put a plaster on it, and I got mocked for it at, at primary school because Aww. someone was like, yeah, I've got a pimple under there, and I Aww. used to get it all over my back and chest and everything, and it was not fun, so I do feel your pain, and I've tried everything, but first of on we will give you some advice on the Look, medical I'm side. I'm just
1: thinking that it's just one of those things that are almost unavoidable, and it's one of those things that happen at a certain developmental stage as well, and, um, and you're probably You're probably right. You're looking at at everyone else thinking they've got perfect skin. I bet you're actually, you probably skim past all the other people that don't necessarily have perfect skin. Because some people have dryness, some people are, you know, there's so many other different things that they might find really, really tricky. And often we notice the things that, uh, we want and we desire on others, and um, but you know it is something that is really common. Acne um, is is actually it's important to know that's internal and it's often driven by hormones. So particularly when you're going through puberty um, and and menstrual um, changes every month, that you're you're more than likely to suffer from overactive sebaceous glands, which are your oil glands. And so um, it's great to hear that you're not using makeup, which is something that else else that can actually clog up some of those glands as well well and cause a bit of um, acne Um, but really it it really is just one of those things that is happening internally so the best thing to do is go back to your GP and um, get some more advice get try out new things I mean everyone's skin type is different and often the way in which our skin responds to certain medications and creams is different as well so you just it's about a little bit about trial and error and finding the right one for you. And just, I'm not saying what to use or anything, but something
0: some I've tried in the past, um, I tried Differin, which is incredible, but if you were to look into it, I would say, because you it sounds like you've got quite oily skin, I would look at the gel, because it dries them up, and maybe inquire about this with your GP or your dermatologist, and um, there's also Benzac as well, which is another one to look into, but it's just talking to your GP and finding out what is best for you, and whether it's okay for your skin type and that kind of jazz too.
1: Absolutely. And when we and when we um, sort of compare ourselves to others, we start to negative self-talk and that can really like pay havoc on our self-esteem.
2: Absolutely. I'm so sorry to hear that you said you're feeling self-conscious and, and insecure. And you also said you feel like other people are blessed with perfect skin. Man, I I think this is a time in history where this is harder than ever because of social media, because of Instagram. Um, because of people posting photos all over the place. And it's so easy to feel like you're the only one who struggles with something, or so easy to feel like um, everyone else is perfect, people have got perfect skin. And man, it's, it's not true though, eh? It's so not true. When you're scrolling through your Instagram, when you're comparing yourself to other people, um, like was said, you, uh, you see, you probably just skim past the people with bad skin and instead you concentrate on the people with perfect skin. Um, and you also said some people have it worse than you and so you don't talk about it and um, and that kind of man I, I can understand how you've got to that to that thinking but man it's not healthy eh that, um, that's some self-talk that you really want to have a good look at and and tell yourself the truth
0: and they're probably wanting to talk to somebody because they're going through it pretty bad so they will want somebody to reach out and be like I know what you're feeling how can we work through this together kind of
2: totally um, you could you could talk to Youthline um, they could hit you up with some, some good ideas or counsellors or someone in your area that you could talk to because um, I think it probably is more common with youth and young adults, um, this kind of acne problem. So they're awesome, 0800 376 633 or you can free text them on 234. Um, they're amazing or otherwise 1737, you can text or call them, they're awesome as well.
1: And talking to your friends too, because often you can say, like, you know that one pimple that you had on your chin, you probably oh, thought yeah. it was the biggest and thing I in the whole remember world, We And pulling out
0: right? my pulse and having it like this so no one could hear me talking.
1: And often <laughs> nobody notices things, but you notice because it's on you. So and you then you, just you think, put oh a plaster so then everyone else notices.
2: <laughs> Other, how's this one? Other people aren't thinking about you as much as you think they're thinking about you. Absolutely. That's true. So true. Sometimes we just gotta remind ourselves. Because when we're comparing when we're playing the comparison game, comparing ourselves with other people, nobody wins.
0: ZM sealed section. Where you can ask whatever you want. Um, I'm an athletic person and quite fit, but it doesn't seem to help me lose weight. I try to eat as healthy as I can, but I just love a good pie, don't we all? And have a real bad sweet tooth. I find I don't have a self-drive or the self-drive to keep to a specific diet because I love food far too much. Any tips?
1: You know, I just want to say that you sound just like me. You sound like most people that I know. You know, there's nothing wrong with a good old pine and and having a sweet tooth. And um, I'd hope that you're not beating yourself up too much. If we just go back a little bit more about, um, you know, trying to lose weight, I think... If you're relying on scales, and this is one of the things that people do, it's a bit of a myth when it comes to losing weight when you're really active as well, is that um, it's important for you to know that you need to do away with the scales because it's all about how you feel in your own skin, it's how you feel in your own clothing, it's how, you know, if you're reaching those fitness milestones, like you're running um, a 100 metre sprint faster than you did last week, those sort of things are really important. so scales when we think about weight we know that um, muscle weighs more than fat so you're going to you're gonna weigh heavier full stop if you're quite active the other thing um, that has, has been a real myth in terms of um, weight and food and activity for centuries actually I say centuries for decades for decades <laughs> <laughs> is um, is that it's not about the amount of energy that we exert, but it's about about the fuel that we take in. So if we're it depends on what we're eating. So our weight is dependent on 70% of it is dependent on the food that we're eating. So yeah, maybe it is important to be um, a little bit careful about, you know, not eating too much sugar, not eating too much fat and carbs. Um, and eat, making sure that you're eating um, good foods like proteins and lots of leafy greens and all that sort of stuff so that you are, have got the right amount of fuel for the, the right amount of exercise or energy that you're exerting.
2: I um I I find it really interesting that you say you want to lose weight, but you're also really really active and quite healthy. And so I'm wondering why you why you want to lose weight. Um, and so I, I mean, if you need to lose weight, then um I would say do that in conjunction with a doctor. Um, talk to someone who can give you really good advice on, because because there's so many heartbreaking people that I run into who um, who they don't need to lose weight, but they keep trying anyway, and um and that that's pretty that can be pretty tricky territory for for somebody um if it is a matter of the you talked about not having the self-drive um i would say next time you're eating ask yourself not just what you're eating but why you're eating why are you eating it is it because you're bored Um, Is it because you're craving something? Is it because it's just there? Is it because you saw it on the TV and you thought,
0: man, I had a McFlurry last weekend and it was good.
2: (laughs) That's what I do.
0: I'm bad at that.
2: So if you're worried about self-drive, I would say get some support from other people. Who do you hang out with? Can they encourage you? Can they say, hey, don't eat that. What are you doing? Um, You've got these goals. Um, Or maybe do some meal prep. I've just started doing meal prep and it's awesome. Like on a Sunday, this is what I'll do tonight when I but get home. But don't you get sick of it by Thursday? I, I'm not going to lie, by Thursday, yes, but Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday are awesome. Okay. But then you just remind yourself, you tell yourself, no, this is because I've got goals. And so I will eat this meal for the fourth time this week. <laughs> and um, and it's okay. My other tip for you is um, leave your e post card at home. That's if actually a, a good thing. Yeah, that's a good tip. If you're out and about mm. and you're worried that you're going to just spontaneously buy something or you're spontaneously going to eat something or you'll see it or the McDonald's ad comes on and, and you rush over to Macca's, um, don't have your post card. Then it's not an option. ZM
0: sealed section. How do I stop being so nervous about my girlfriend cheating on me?
2: Oh, man. How do you know if they're cheating on you? This is hard. This is so hard. I, um, I want to throw back a few questions to you. Because we obviously don't know the situation, and so I, I want to ask you: Why do you think this? What's your evidence? Why are you telling yourself that it's a possibility? Is it because you actually have evidence? Um, is it because you've heard some rumors? Um, is it because maybe you've been cheated on in the past? Um, and so it's a built-up
0: trust issue uh, that you've had with you know that's going to stick in your mind forever, which yeah. is
2: totally normal. If you've had an experience, of course you would be you would be cautious of that. Yeah. yeah, you'd be you'd be cautious. And so um, I would say, I think honesty and communication is always the answer. Um, but maybe if it is your issue, you might want to talk to someone and get some help.
1: I them, think those are looks excellent like. questions to ask yourself. But I also think that when people enter into relationships, you automatically are giving trust. You start with that. Mm. So if you start sensing or your intuition tells you something different, th- then it is, I mean, the key is communication. Uh, and whether it's with that partner of yours or whether it's um, like you say um, Zara, getting help from someone else to process through things and sometimes it's good to get um, help with processing things from strangers because um, like, they can dig into the
0: de- yeah. it's like, do you know what this makes me think of every time is songwriting because when I've interviewed artists in the past the likes of Sean Mendes for example and no I'm not name dropping just saying <laughs> the likes of him, he says that he went into a writing session with somebody he has never met before and they asked him to tell them everything about you know what's going on in your life what what could we draw from your past experiences that are going to bring out a good song and he says it's such a vulnerable space to be in but it was kind of like a therapy session because he went through it and so it makes me think about that if you go talk to somebody told like a total stranger you could get all all of these built-up emotions out of you and it can definitely help
1: yeah and friends are good too but sometimes they can be biased um so yeah Great to start with seventeen thirty seven. They are twenty four seven available to you, and they're all trained counsellors.
0: ZM sealed section. There's been a lot of talk lately um, about mental health and about everything that goes around that, the myths and all that sort of jazz. And I guess it's it's getting a bit gloomier outside, so you do, without knowing it, feel a bit more down. So we just thought we'd talk about it and the things that you can do to make your to reach out for help in terms of your mental health and that kind of jazz.
2: Yeah, I, um, I've been a youth worker for years and years and um, one of the things that I've noticed is so often, um, I think uh, young people especially, people are really good at turning to their friends for help, um, which isn't a bad thing, uh, I, I think it's good to talk to your friends for help, but having said that, I think sometimes when our friends turn to us for help, we can try to fix our friends. Um, or we feel like because they've confided in us, it's us that needs to solve the problem. And so sometimes we kind of take matters into our, into our own hands. Um, and like I said, it's not bad to talk to your friends and it's not bad to give your friends advice. However, I think that's no replacement for professional help. Um, I think it's always good to talk to talk to an adult, someone a bit older than you, someone who you can really trust, someone with some experience. Uh, maybe in counselling or someone who's a trained youth worker or a trained social worker, someone who can help you to get help. Because I think um, a good friend will keep secrets, but I think there's some secrets that we just should never keep. Sometimes we have to tell someone what's going on. Like if your friend tells you that they're going to hurt someone else, you've got to get someone else involved. Or if your friend tells you that they're getting hurt, then someone needs to be informed. Or if their friend tells you that they're thinking about hurting themselves in some way. That's too big for you as a friend to carry. You need to get some professional help. Talk to someone. Talk to your parents, talk to a teacher, talk to a counsellor. Um, we, we keep telling you these free numbers. Um, so 1737 is an amazing resource. You can text or call them. They're free, 24 hours a day. Also Youthline is another great resource. And um, you were just saying Youthline, you can do face to face as well.
1: Yeah, they offer face to face free counselling. So it's really about just giving um, their call centre a a ring and um, finding out where you can be seen. So I know they have, um, they're up and down the country youth line and they have pockets of. Free counsellors all over the place. Hey, I was thinking of another place that you could um, seek help, and that's online. So there's a there's a website um, called yeah, it's called Auntie D. Auntie D. Co. Nz, and um, it's it's a really cool um, sort of tool and it's um, based on cug- cognitive behaviour therapy and so what it does is it just helps you solve your problems. So Aunty D does not have the answers but it helps probe your thoughts around your own solutions. So often you know when we have our own problems uh, we often do also have our own solutions it's just about how we process getting there and sometimes counsellors over the phone can help, face to face counselling can help too but if you're um, a bit of a techno um I was going to say... Techno-savvy. Techno-savvy, that's <laughs> it, yeah. All these digital natives uh, of, this, of this kind of decade, um, then, you know, Auntie D might work for you. And I think the reason why we've given you so many options is because not not one person is going
0: to be right for you, if you know what I mean. Like, if you go to one um, helpline or one counsellor and they they don't quite give you the right advice that you were going in for, they don't quite help you in the right way, don't stop there because if you go to somebody else... And that doesn't work, then you have got to keep on trying because the more people that you go to, the more chance you have of finding that person that you're going to connect with. That's going to bring out those thoughts that are in your head and um, you know help you resolve them and help you think about why you're feeling that way. So I think if you just keep on trying, keep on finding the right counsellor for you, that is a huge thing. Don't give up after the first one because I mean, not everybody gets along with everybody. and It's the same in the counsellor world too. ZM sealed section where you can ask whatever you want.